So I just um, want to talk today a little bit about this unusual step that the Lancashire police have taken of revealing um, some details about Nicola Bully. We were talking about this case yesterday, um, me, and, me and my friends, and, and I ended up putting my thoughts down in, in yesterday's podcast. This is a case which has made me fascinated and, and horrified at the same time as to what's going on. Horrified because at the centre of it all is a missing young woman and the effect that that must be having on her children and her family and her husband is just horrifying to think. So, you know, I um, I think that any speculation about the case itself is probably, you know, particularly unhelpful. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday. I think that the police are probably doing the very best they can. You know, I have no, you know, criticisms of anything I don't know about. And the 99% of the workings of this case aren't revealed to the public. And, you know, we don't know about them and it's impossible to to criticise those. However, there is a, a chunk of information that keeps coming out through these press conferences and through press briefings. And it's being driven, I think, really heavily by a demand for the from the media which is being fueled by a demand for clicks on social media because this case has gone you know social media wild i don't think i've not seen hashtag nicola bully trending at any point for the last you know since it started basically um and i think the police have been basically dragged down a path that they probably didn't want to go down and hasn't been a, a, a sensible path to go down once you're being dragged down and, and practically base, being baited by the media and by the public, I think it's very difficult to 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 U-turn on that without looking like you are closing up. And the police, you know, desperately need to look transparent at the moment uh, for all sorts of reasons. And I think that essentially what's happened is with this unusual step, the unusual step is, of course, disclosing the specific vulnerabilities that the person who's missing Nicola had um and those are um that there was uh, issues around alcohol and um her suffering from uh, uh issues around the going through the menopause and this has come out and, it, and it's it's been a you know particularly um shocking for a lot of people that the police would reveal that information about somebody when it doesn't seem to particularly help the case at all. Um, this is what Yvette Cooper, um, MP, uh, Shadow Home Secretary, had to say uh, about the un this unusual step. It's really unusual, and I do have a lot of questions and concerns about that. I would want to speak directly to Lancashire Police about their reasons for doing so before commenting further, because I know there can be complicated reasons for police decisions, but you are right, it's very unusual and it does raise some quite significant concerns. Will you approach them? I will. So um, I, I think that the, 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 the police were essentially goaded down a path of releasing this information because they had said early on that the person that had gone missing was treated as a priority. They were then asked why the person was treated as a priority and at first they didn't say, but eventually... They said that the person was classed as vulnerable and they didn't give any more information. But they'd started going down this pathway now. 
um, and people, you know, the the press and people online wanted to know why she was vulnerable. So they held back. They didn't say anything. Eventually, they announced, and whether or not they even meant to, because it wasn't in one of these big formal press conferences. It was just done by a written statement. They they said that there were issues around alcohol and the menopause, um, and obviously that's that's you know really caused a huge stir so this case is not getting any easier for lancashire police that's for sure um it's probably going to be go down as one of the most complex investigations that they've done not necessarily only because of the crime itself but because of how the public interacted with the police during the investigation itself which is you know a whole new world for the the police to be thinking about i think because social media is you know now drives the media the police um are used to in the past working with a media that they could you know understand that they worked with they built relationships not always the best relationships but there were press officers that dealt with journalists and there was a a system in place um and now that system is driven by tiktok and is driven by um sleuths online and and fast you know news that gets across quickly um and that's a whole new world i think for the police so there's definitely lots of lessons to learn here i personally think that the police will be getting on with the investigation in the background they don't need to be told to do that um that that's obviously what we want to see just the police able and capable of just continuing this investigation and trying to help find nicola the topic of the menopause coming up is a fascinating one. It's one of those things which I realised I know myself very little about. Um, and I think a huge number of people know little about it, including um, women who will be going through or have gone through the menopause. And um, I know some of these you know, bits and bobs about the, the, the statistics around it because of, um, of, a, of a friend I have who I asked to come and chat with me. Oh, hi, Ed. Yeah, I'm Jane, Jane Panborn. I'm um, an HRT and menopause educator. Uh, I've been called lots of different things, so that's kind of what I badge myself as. Um, and all I do all day is talk about HRT and menopause, as you know, Ed, because every time you and I have ever seen each other um, on video call, whenever I'm given the opportunity, all I talk about is menopause. So uh, I'm very happy to be here and to throw some light on those thoughts. Awesome. Yeah, well, I mean... So, I guess the the when I started talking about this Nicola Bully case yesterday, I wanted to sort of stay away from any kind of speculation about the actual case itself. And like, I think that I, I, you know, and I think that it's still that's still still worth doing. But this has thrown up a, a kind of national conversation overnight about the menopause and whether or not it can affect somebody to the extent that they might end up going missing. You know, like and whether or not that's accurate and whether or not um yeah and so so the the what's the name of the the group that you run or the the the, the brand that you run it under yeah so i i do run um um a service as well but my free um and the service is called menopause or not mad um which it kind of speaks for itself the the title of my business but um a lot of my time is spent and the team that do an amazing job working with me um we're spent in the free facebook groups a private facebook group called the hrt truth collective 
we get about 800 to 1,000 new members globally every month, um, sometimes a bit more, uh, but essentially we're at 25,000 uh, at the moment, as you know, Ed, because we were discussing this uh, in our own group recently. Um, and so I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy that I've got so many in the group and that we're growing all the time, but also not happy that I'm needed uh, because I wished that somebody would one day just say, actually, everybody knows everything they need to know. You can go and take a lie down in a darkened room now, Jane. There's no need for your services, but it is needed and um, I'm happy to help. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, so it sounds like so there's an issue. There's an issue with education then around it. Do yeah, you think absolutely. that this is so? What's 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 happened where this national conversation has come up because the police said that Nicola Bully potentially um, yeah. had alcohol issues? But it, yeah, what sort of impacts is is that going to have on the topic? Like, you know, is is this a good okay. a good thing that has got people talking about it, or is it done it in such a negative way that it's not helpful? Well, there's always a negative side to these sorts of things, but actually, I know you. Uh, mentioned that it's sort of overnight brought the menopause to the he to a head but honestly I kid you not it's been a, a huge topic in my community for so so many years and particularly in my group we've only been around just under three years now but um, it's not new news to us it is definitely not new news new news to me um, and many many other people in the media would would agree with me because it's been in the news from a government support perspective for a long time um, I speak to women every single day about their, uh, mostly about HRT, but their menopause and HRT. And um, there are various levels of um, support that they need and advice they need. Some women, um, I don't like this phrase, but we'll use the phrase, I sailed through it, had no, had no symptoms, I was fine. Great. I'm super happy about that. That doesn't mean you don't need HRT, but that's another conversation. Um, what you get is you get those sorts of the groups of women, which is brilliant, and you get everything, um, every level of experience of the symptoms up to and including suicidal symptoms and symptoms where um, you just can't function. Now, I just want to clarify, that I've just been on the radio just now talking about this, that um, I have no idea whether this is what the, the issue with Nicola Bully, and I hope that that's not what's been going on, but... I think it's a really, really good thing that this has been raised in the news because um, I absolutely don't agree that it was the wrong thing to put in the news. If it were me and I was just chatting to my own husband about this, I, I would absolutely want him to tell police and the news and the media absolutely everything that was happened to me so that they have the best chance of finding me. Um, it's You wouldn't say to somebody who had um, a deficiency in insulin, so who was a diabetic, Oh, no, we can't talk about that in the news. This is an estrogen deficiency. She had, if that's what's happening to her, that or has happened to her, and she's had um, a, a mental, physical crash for that reason, which happens, um, nobody should be ashamed of that. Her family shouldn't be ashamed of that. They should welcome the fact that people are prepared to talk about it. Um, many of my clients have come to me saying, nobody will listen to me. I'm low in estrogen. I know I am. I know I need some hormones. I feel suicidal on a regular basis or I feel so low I can't function. Um, so yes, absolutely, this can happen. I've been one of those people. Um, I wasn't suicidal, I will be honest. I was very low. I couldn't function. Back to the alcohol element of it, and you've got me on my soapbox now, Ed, so you'll have to just interrupt me if you want me to stop talking. But 
from an alcohol alcohol perspective, um, there's a real physical reason why alcohol is um, um, pertinent points um, in this story because so many women find that they, um, and I will use the word abuse, abuse alcohol when they're low in estrogen or when their levels are fluctuating in perimenopause. I, again, was one of those women. I have absolutely no shame in saying that. And there is a physical reason for that. The reason for that is because alcohol has a bit of an estrogenic effect on our bodies. So that means it sort of boosts your natural estrogen. So I speak from personal experience where in my late 30s, I was perimenopausal. had no idea I was perimenopausal. I'm nearly 56 now, so it was many years ago. And um, I would so look forward to getting to the end of my working day and having two, one, two, maybe three or more glasses of wine because for a short space of time, that would numb that buzzing in my head, that brain fog, that low mood, and I would feel like a normal human being again. I'd also be a bit drunk, to be fair, but that wasn't that wasn't the, the crux of what I was doing. I was just trying to feel normal for a while, and that's what happens Cause, when we... Because there, there has been a sort of... There, there has been a um, a sense that there's been a bit of victim blaming going on, you know, especially with with regards to how the press reacted to the news that she was, um, you know, potentially dealing with um, health issues and um, addiction issues or whatever. It may not have even, you know, got got that far. But either way, there's this sense that they, they've released that information as a way of saying, well, look, th- this, you know, this is what we're dealing with. Like, this is why we haven't made any progress. Um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily um, true. I think that, you know, they, the the reason they were sort of pressured into giving this information is, has been out there. We talked about it yesterday. This sort of this, these armchair sleuths and, and things, but it's good to hear from, from sort of like, you know, a, a, um, a real expert on this issue of, of, of whether or not the, the menopause can. So, you know, it can, it can, it's, it sounds like it's rare, but it can cause people to have sort of issues yeah. that, that, you know, can. Can cause problems for their lives. It really can. And the victim blaming, um, I I absolutely believe that happens because actually it happens in everyday life with menopausal women anyway. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a martyr. Not all menopausal women are um, necessarily telling the truth about all their symptoms, but the ones I speak to are. And um, uh, they are blamed on a regular basis for not doing their job effectively, not turning up to work, um, at the right time, having to go home early because they feel so bad, giving up their job because they can't function. Um, yes, that happens all the time. And I expect it is happening to a certain degree in this case. And I hope for all everybody's sake that all of this is speculation and Nicola's absolutely fine. But regardless, the victim blaming is going to happen anyway. I Personally, as you probably know, Ed, I'm a pragmatist and a solution finder. I, if I were Nicola, I or Nicola's family actually, I would not really care about that. I would say just find Nicola, find find that person, and deal with the fallout later. It actually, it doesn't. The people who are victim blaming, they don't understand um, the whole concept of what she's gone through. If this is what she's gone through, and it doesn't really matter what they think. Um, but the 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 crux of it is, as and when Nicola is found that will need to be addressed. And I do know, by the way, I know this is in the papers, that she was taking HRT 
for her perimenopausal symptoms, but she, I think, chose to stop taking it because she was getting headaches. Now, annoyingly, that would have been very easy to sort if a doctor or a clinician that she was working with had been able to advise her correctly. She could have just tweaked, which is what we do all the time in the group, tweaked her dose of HRT, tweaked the regime, she'd have been fine. So because of the lack of conversation, effective conversation about HRT and menopause, she felt she had to just stop the HRT, which was probably helping her to stay um, feeling more normal. Um, and therefore, it might have gone awry for that reason. That seems to be what's been indicated, appreciated. I'm just reading what's in the media, the same as everybody else. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on, on the um, on the topic with me today. really appreciate it, Jane. Oh, you're welcome, Ed. Take care. It was great to have Jane join me today. Um, I, I don't intend to regularly talk about the Nicola Bully case, um, just, you know, whenever it seems appropriate to do so. Um, I don't want to turn into a podcast focused on, on that by any means. Um, but um, all I can say right now is that I wish Lancashire Police all the best with their investigation and I send all best wishes and either in my thoughts, the family and friends of Nicola Bully and, and, and of course Nicola Bully and hopefully she is found safe and well soon.